in church. Let's stand up and sing the love of the Father. church this morning. Uh, great to have a number of visitors with us here today. We're going to be hearing from Sebastian Chapman who just got back from mission with YWAM in South America. <laughs> uh, why don't we uh, give this time over to God in prayer. Let's pray. Loving Lord God of grace, we want to say thank you for bringing us here to this moment together. Uh, Father, we, we declare that this time is yours, this moment of yours, this people. We are yours, Father. We are yours and we seek more of you. We seek your will in our lives. So come and come and blow through this place. Send your Holy Spirit afresh this morning. Father, we pray that we each might be challenged. We pray that we might be inspired to, to hear your call upon our lives and to say yes, yes and amen. Yes to your call. Yes to your call to go 
and to share the good news with those around us, the very ends of the earth, Father. Father, we pray you might use this time to build up your church, to equip your church for mission in the weeks, months, and years ahead. In Jesus' name, all the people said, Amen. Let's continue singing, Be Thou My Vision. that you might indeed remain our vision, our ruler of all, our high tower, our shield, our sword for the fight. Thank you, Lord. Thank you that you are all of these things and many more in good times and in bad, Father. So where we have come from this week, Father, you know. You know what we've been through. You know what we've experienced, the amount of experience and the times of struggle and darkness, Father. So we, we turn to you once more. We Throw ourselves upon 
your mercy and upon your grace to be our sustainer, to be our redeemer, to be our vision, our ruler of all. In Jesus' name, amen. Please take a seat, church. How are we going this morning, church? Great to see so many of you here, particularly great to have a number of visitors here from all points of the compass to hear Seb speak. Uh, it's a proud dad moment for me this morning for our visitors here amongst us. Seb's actually my son, so uh, Seb has been away for six months uh, with Youth With A Mission, or YWAM for short. And today he's going to be telling us a little bit about uh, his adventures, telling us about his travels, telling us about what uh, he has learned. So it's a, it's, a, it's a wonderful celebration for all of church in the marketplace this morning. If you're a regular here at Church in the Marketplace, we'd love you to be uh, tithing electronically. It really does help us out. If you wish to give physically, you can do so via the box up the back. Also, please know if you're a regular or indeed a visitor here this morning, we would love to pray for you. If you've got something that is on your heart that you want to give over to God, something, a burden perhaps that you're wanting to be relieved of, please join us down the front here and an elder will meet you and pray with you for whatever it is that is on your heart this morning. Please don't leave today carrying that burden around. Please uh, come down the front and leave it at the foot of the cross this morning before you leave. Got a number of things happening as part of our church family throughout the week. Uh, we've got uh, uh, an online prayer gathering every week. We know it's hard to get here physically throughout the week, so we have an online option. We pray for just half an hour on a Thursday morning via Zoom. If you would like to be a part of that, please uh, let me know. I'll happily pass on the Zoom details so you can be part of our, our midweek prayer gathering on a Thursday morning from 8.30. Being the first Sunday of the month, next month we like to gather for some extra fellowship. We uh, be, uh, build a bit of a tradition of gathering for some different sports. And next Sunday uh, it's going to be some indoor sports, if you can call arcade games a sport. Some of us do. Uh, pinball machine is coming to our place uh, down in Maroubra, we're going to have a pinball machine, we're going to have a full-size air hockey table. We're going to have an upright video, game, video arcade games console. So please, after worship, you might want to uh, plan to come down and come down to our place. We'll have some more fellowship after worship next Sunday, the 2nd of July, for some indoor sports in the depths of these winter times. We thought we would offer some, some indoor options. So please come down uh, to our place following worship, that's next Sunday. I think that is just about all the news that is fit to print. Why don't you take a moment just to chat to your neighbour to say g'day. Can I ask you to ask them a question? Can you think of a time when you said yes to God? Seb's theme this morning is a simple yes, saying yes to God. Yes, God, I hear your call. Yes, I am prepared to go. Can you think of a time when you said yes to God. Why don't you ask your neighbour that question and we'll be back with you in just a moment. Go for it, church.
Well, church, it's been, uh, it's been quite uh, a long six months for his parents, but it's great to have Sebastian back with us. Uh, Seb, if you're a visitor here this morning, is a member of our church family that's been away in Michigan. I don't want to steal any of his thunder, so I might just uh, let Seb speak for himself. Uh, but why don't we uh, pray for him before he gets started? Church, let's pray. Uh, loving Lord, I want to say thank you for Sebastian's willingness to say yes to you, Lord. Father, we say thank you that he's heard your call upon his life. Father, we say thank you for his passion, for his giftedness, Father, in you, for his willingness to, to take the good news of Jesus Christ to the very ends of the earth, that they might know of your love for them. Father, we pray that you'll be speaking very clearly through Seb this morning. We pray that his words might be your words. We pray that he might decrease and you increase in all that is said and in all that is heard. And all the people said? Amen. Thanks, buddy. This, ooh. Hola, aloha, whatever, uh, g'day, hello. <laughs> it's good to be back. Uh, a little bit more scruffy, long-haired, cultured. Probably, probably got sun cancer from Hawaii, but that's all right. It's good to be back. Um, honestly, I could be up here and I could talk for hours about my experience of the last six months. I could go on for ages of the little, little tiny thing that God has done in my life. But I was praying and I was like, God, what do, you, what do you want me to share with these people? And he said, just let it be overflow. Overflow of what I've done in your life and the main things that, have, that I've done. Um, so yeah, my name is Seb Chapman. And I was, I've been doing my YOM DTS over the last six months. Now what that is, that is a youth with a mission discipleship training school. Now that is... The one that I went to was held in Kona, Hawaii, and then, which was for three months. And then after that, I went to South America. I went to Argentina and Paraguay, or Palawai, is how the Spaniards, the Spanish speakers say it. Um, but firstly, I would just like to thank all my supporters over the last six months, whether you contributed financially, if you were on praying for me, or just keeping up with my emails. I know Dad was chucking a few photos up every now and then. So just thank you so much for everyone that supported me. It's, I couldn't have done it without you. And it's, it was so reassuring when I was in the nations that I had such a powerful team behind me. So thank you all once again. I'm just going to share a little bit today about what YOM is, what Youth with a Mission is, and what, it's, what, what some of the experience I had, a few stories, and what I really feel like God's put on my heart over the last six months. Now... Youth with a Mission is an organization, and it's based on fulfilling the Great Commission. It's based on uh, Matthew 28, which is to go to all nations, baptizing people in the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. And they also, they also base themselves on Matthew 9. The harvest is plentiful, plentiful, but the laborers are few. Now, over the last six months, those... Two Bible verses are extremely true. Extremely true. The harvest is plentiful. People are, are ready to hear the gospel. People are ready to, to experience God's love. People want you to go out and to pray for them. And to, people are, they're hopeless out there. So the harvest is plentiful, but the workers is few. The laborers are few. There is no one out there. I remember there was one time we were in Argentina. I'm in a supermarket or something. And we came across another missionary and we we're like, what? No way. It's like we found gold. There's no one out there. 
Only one in 209,000 Christians are missionaries. The Western church has over seven times the resources to fill the Great Commission. In 2018, a study showed that, um, that American Christians alone spend more money on Halloween costumes than they do to support missionaries. A funny little saying that goes around the campus every now and then is, if the Apostle Paul was still alive, we'd be getting a letter. And I think that is so true. YOM are just obeying the simple commands that Jesus gave us in the Gospels. Um, but the one saying that I think Youth with a Mission, YOM, fundamentally walks on is to know God and to make him known. I've got it here, but that's the big, I think there's a photo of, of, the, of campus. There it is. They got, they're in, the, in the Ohana court, they've got to know God and to make him known. Now that saying means something totally different to me now that I've experienced what it's like to be a missionary. To know God, I thought, oh, that's easy enough. You know, the guy, the guy in the Bible, the guy who created the heavens and earth. To make him known, I could go share about how Jesus loves them at a youth group or something like that. When I experienced, that's actually not what it means at all. To know God, do you know his voice? Do you know who you are in the image of God? Do you know what he feels like? Do you know what he looks like? And to make him known, this could be preaching in front of a bunch of Muslims or it could be going out into nations to find the one, the one lost sheep that's gone astray. I know the India team, for the whole three months of outreach, they saw three salvations, but that wasn't their, that wasn't their, their, their goal was not to go see salvations. Their goal was to go out and disciple, to go find that one lost sheep because there is power in that one. So that was my goal over the first three months of lecture phase was to dive head first into what it means to pick up your cross and follow him, to die every day to your fleshy desires, to choose God over everything and everyone else, to be, to be open, yeah, hallelujah, amen, <laughs> to be open to what God has in store for you, to see what, how God is moving in the nations. So heading into lecture phase, we were lucky enough, I think that next, yeah, there we go, that's my class, uh, as you can see, we're just a lot of young, fiery Christians, don't really have any money, but we're just, we're just open and we're just on fire for the Lord. Our hearts are burning for the Lord. 200, I think it was 210 of us. Um, and during lecture phase, we got to hear some amazing speakers as well. We got to hear from the founder, Lauren Cunningham. I think there's a photo of him, of Big Loz, after this one, maybe. Nope, that's the Great Commission. Next one. There he is. Lauren, I forget how old he is. He's got to be like 80-something now. But he's still as sharp as ever. He's now doing an assignment on Bible translation, which is translating the Bible into every single mother tongue on the earth, which is, which is really cool to hear from him. Um, and he started YOM. He started Youth with a Mission. He had this vision when he was 20 years old of thousands of young people riding on the waves to all nations, preaching the gospel, every single nation, not just Africa or India, to Australia and England. And it was amazing to hear from Lauren Cunningham. We heard from Billy Graham's son, Franklin Graham. That was pretty cool. Uh, the founder of Upper Room, Michael Miller. Some amazing people, some amazing anointed 
people that, was, that would, they just pour into you and they set your heart um, on fire for the Lord. Also, I think the biggest thing that I got out of lecture phase was the church is not a place to be fed. It is actually a place to become hungry. And I found that out very quickly because we'd have these amazing speakers come up and they'd speak on how important it is, the Great Commission. But if you don't personally have your own relationship with the Lord, then it's not going to mean anything to you. They push, go and have some quiet time with the Lord. Go read the Bible by yourself. Because you can't live off other people's revelations of who God is. Because who God is to, to Monica is, is, could be totally different than who God is to me. So they push, go, spend some quiet time. Seek the Lord for yourself. And that was so, so helpful because God is the only one who can truly sustain. And I found that out in the nations firsthand. I was in Argentina and I was feeling burnt out. But that's because I was living off what um, Andy Bird said or what Franklin Graham said and not who God was to me. So that was a personal revelation was seek God for yourself. Seek Him for yourself. Um, and a couple of stories from lecture phase that kind of was, were highlighted to me straight away was we have this little worship night called Sunday Night Glory, and it's always optional. It's always optional. It's on Sunday night. It's in the prayer room. But the very first one, every single person in, our, in my class turned up, all 230, and instead of going for one hour, we went for four and a half hours. The Holy Spirit were moving, we were hungry for the Lord, and it set the bar. It said, we want to be wherever God is, and we want to be there for as long as possible. Another little, um, another story that comes to mind about my class is we held these, uh, well, not yet, <laughs> jumping the gun. Um, one other story that comes straight to mind is our class went, and down, did, went down to the local pier and did some local baptisms, um, where we went down, like Hawaii is so touristy, right? There's cruise ships everywhere, there's tourists all over the place. But we went down to the local little beach and started doing some baptisms for the people in our class. We were, uh, we started off with some public worship, worship, we were just praising the Lord out in public with just the guitar and someone on the, the cajon drum, just, got, just basically just screaming out the name of Jesus. And then we held the baptisms for the people in our class. And then after that, we got up on the microphone and we said, who wants some of this? Who wants to be baptized? Any onlooker, any bystander, come and, um, come and, and experience what God has for you. Come and, come and publicly uh, declare your life to the Lord. And no one came for the first couple of minutes and we're sitting there awkwardly like, yeah, you are coming, and then some homeless guy came off the street. Everyone's cheering, everyone's gone crazy, and then one after the other, we had about 10 people, just bystanders, just going, going on with their day that day, but we're so touched by the power of us publicly being, us being public with our faith, that they came and got baptized for themselves. I think there's a video about that day. Do you have that? Here we go. <laughs>
So that basically gives you a little, little insight of what my class was, because we were called Fire and Fragrance, which basically, that's what it is, right? Fire and Fragrance. That's right, just fragrance, that's right. Fire, holding the fire of the Lord and being fragrant out with it to the nations. Um, and after three months of discipleship and getting to know God and diving into His Word every day, um, then came choosing our outreach locations. Now, my class went to de- 23 different countries, and at first, I didn't know what to pick. I had no idea. There's so many countries, um, but I prayed about it and felt like God was highlighting South America. So I put down all the South American countries, Brazil, Argentina, Paraguay, and Colombia. And about a week later, I got Argentina, Paraguay. Um, I was stoked. I was ready to go. We started to intercede for the people in Argentina, started to pray for them, saying, Lord, let them be ready. Let them be ready to hear the gospel. We felt like God was wanting to build a bridge between Kona, Hawaii, and Argentina, um, which ended up being fulfilled because we went there, and one of our translators ended up coming back to Hawaii with us because we got such good relationship with her, and now she's doing her own DTS. Um, Argentina, it's a great place. It's an amazing nation. They're doing pretty well after winning the World Cup. Um, They're loving it. They they love their steak. They love their football. Um, There's there's a few problems, though, because I was talking to a few young kids, and they they actually almost worship the football team. A lot of the, I actually remember talking to one of the kids and he thought that Messi, Lionel Messi, who was the star football player in the Argentina team, was actually like a god from heaven. That and a bit of, I'm not really sure what to call it because it's not Catholicism. It's not anything like that. It's, it's worse than that. The, we were talking to these Catholics that believed that they were never allowed to read the Bible for themselves. They were never allowed to have a relationship for themselves. So just to be able to evangelize to these people and say, hey, you can have your own relationship with Jesus. You can go find identity in Jesus. You can read the Bible for yourself. Something was so powerful was just evangelizing to these people, going out, handing them Bibles, saying, you can read this. Prophesying over people, giving them original design. Um... Um, yeah, the one Bible verse that, that really stuck with us was 1 Timothy 2, 5. Therefore, there is one God and one mediator who can reconcile God and humanity, the man, Jesus Christ. Seeking, tell him to seek a relationship with, with Jesus. You know, he says, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father except through me. Them accepting Jesus was the most powerful thing. Um, while in Argentina, we also went around to a lot of men's and women's rehab centers. I think that's the photo. See, that's us there. We're going to, like, these men were pretty, had pretty horrifying backstories. They, um, yeah, they probably should be in jail, but they were saved by God. And it was awesome because they actually had this fire in their heart. This fire to know God like I've never seen. Like we were worshipping and praying with these men. And they were so on fire for the Lord. It was amazing to see. Amazing to go disciple them and just to 
to share about what God is doing in the Western world, and they shared what God was doing in, in Argentina. We also got to go to school ministry, which is, which is my favorite ministry, which was we got to go into these classes. We got to um, talk to these little kids about who God is, about God has a plan for their life, um, which was so, so inspiring. After Argentina, we went to Paraguay, where we stayed in a little village called Itukulabi, probably butchered that name, but um, our ministry was mostly door-to-door evangelism and just helping out local churches. Like, a lot of YWAM's strength is just going out, hoping local communities. For example, one of the days we just went and painted a church. We went and cleaned their, mowed their lawns for them, and that was just so rewarding and so, so beneficial for them. But my favorite thing in Paraguay was the door-to-door evangelism because you'd go out into these little villages and you'd go out um, and, they, you know, they live in the little huts, the straw huts. And the way to evangelize is you go out in front of the house and you clap like this. So you go out in front of the house and you go... And that's the doorbell. And then someone will come out. Someone will come out and you go, hey... What's your name? Would you like a Bible? Do you own a Bible? They would always want a Bible. Like, who doesn't want a free Bible? And just get to evangelize them, pray for them. One insane story was we went up to this woman's house, and she was a widow with, with three kids. And we clapped outside her house, and she came out. And she didn't, she didn't know God. She didn't know Jesus. We preached the raw gospel to her. We told her, God created the heavens and earth, sent his son Jesus to die for you. And she, we said, hey, do you, would you like to accept Jesus? And she said, yes. She accepted Jesus into her life. She got saved that day. And then afterwards, we're like, hey, is there anything you want us to pray for you? And she said, yeah, I actually have a lot of back pain right now. And we could tell because she was kind of like, you know, hunched over. And so we're like, sure, we'll pray for your back right now. We'll pray for healing. We prayed for healing and she got healed straight away. And it just showed the power, yeah, amen. They showed the power of God and his love for his children all around the world. Another powerful story was we went into this little hut and there was just this faithful old woman who had just been serving the Lord for like 50 years. She has no community or she has this little Bible. And it was so powerful just to sit with her, to read the Bible to her to tell her what's going on in in Australia, to tell her what's going on in America, how God's moving. And it was amazing just to see just God's faithful servants, God's faithful faithful children out in the nations. We got to operate it. We got to participate in Operation Christmas Child. Um, There should be a photo, which was kind of amazing because I always used to, you know, pack the boxes as a kid and see them up on the stage and send them out. But to actually give them out, I'm not really sure why we gave these boxes out in, in April. Um, they, I, I have no idea, but to see these little like, joy on these kids' faces was, was, was amazing. I, I, it was, it was, these kids really have nothing. They, they'll come and there'll be a family of like 10 on a, on a moped or something like that, all jammed on one moped. And to see these little kids' faces giving them this gift and then saying, God has so many more gifts for you. So many more things that aren't from this world was amazing. Um, 
we were attending a lot of Bible studies, a lot of, uh, a lot of ministry, a lot of youth, youth groups. Um, we even learnt an Argentinian dance, which I think is the last slide, which was ex- extremely um, embarrassing because, you know, these South Americans, they can move very, very well. And then you've got a six-foot-three Australian guy who doesn't know how to dance, but it was still great to embrace their culture. They eat a lot of meat, red meat, and drink this thing called yerba mate, which helps with your digest- digestion, which probably gives you a, a bit of a picture of how much red meat they eat. Mm-hmm. Um, we saw a bunch of healings, a bunch of salvations. We saw someone take their cast off and raise it in the air. It was amazing to see that. Um, but all in all, I think it was amazing to see God move in the nations because that's how you get to know him in a deeper way is when you get to see him move. And I really feel like God is looking for people that are willing to go, that are willing to say, yes, God, I'll go. Say, God, I will go to the nations. I'll go to the Zambia. I'll go to North Iraq. He's looking for those people to that, who have hearts for the nations. Um. Yeah, we got to apply all the skills that we learned in Hawaii and apply them in South, Af- in South America. We got to partner with God. That was also the best part is we got to partner with God. God said, go to Argentina, Sebastian. But he didn't say, go to Argentina, then I will leave you. He said, no, go, and I will be with you that whole way. I'll be with you. I got to partner with him. I got to first build the foundation, and then I got led by him as well. Um, but I think the most, the biggest thing I got out of the six months was these three words, seek, hear, and obey. To seek his voice, to hear his voice, to know his voice, and then obey. There's plenty of times where I'd be sitting in Argentina um, at a ministry night, and I'd feel like God was highlighting someone. I was like, God, what do you want me to do? And he'd say, go pray for them. I'd go pray for them, and then they'd just start breaking down in tears because no one ever prayed for them before. I start to, you know, the young people out there, they need prayer, and just obeying his voice. Um, so what is your yes to God? What is your yes and amen? Maybe you're living one out right now. Maybe you are, maybe God has something in store for you. Pray about it. Maybe he wants some, you to give up something. Maybe he wants you to dive into deeper intimacy with him. Maybe he wants you to sell everything and move to Africa. But what's your yes? So I'd love to just take a moment right now and, and pray and just ask God, what is my yes? What do you want from me, Lord, in this new season? Or what, what have you given me? What have you asked me? Um... And what do you need me to keep, to keep, you know, going straight with? So God, we ask you, Lord, what, what is my yes, Lord? What can I say yes to you more in my life? How can I grow with you, Lord? 
how can you use me? And God, we just pray for deeper revelation of who you are. We thank you for all you're doing in our life right now. Yes, God. God, thank you for all you've done in me over the last six months. Thank you that you're all that you're still doing in me. Thank you for all that you're doing in us as a church. Lord, may we continue to know you and continue to make you known. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Thank you. Thank you. Isn't that good stuff, eh? Hey? Praise God. Stay here for a moment. We might have time for just one or two questions. Anyone have a question for Sebastian? Yes, Gavi. That was oh, awesome. Thank you for that. We'll take that as a comment. That's our mate, Gavi. Thank you, buddy. Alex. The question was, how is your Spanish for those people watching at home? Bien. <laughs> um, it, I wouldn't say I was fluent, but I got pretty good. It was a bit patchy. That along with my Australian accent, they found it some hard, sometimes hard to understand me, but it got good. It got good. Yeah. Hola, yeah. <laughs> oh yeah. The question was uh, for those at home: Did Seb play any football? John, I played a lot of football and got run around so many times by these thirteen-year-old little Argentinian kids. <laughs> They're so good. Um, I played a lot. They love it over there. Yeah. You walk down the street and there's just football. There's Messi on every single billboard. Every second field, there's a game going on. A lot of football. I definitely need to improve if I ever want to go back there. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Could, uh, could you see Jesus alive over there, Sorry. Seb? Yeah, God is moving for sure in South America. He's moving. And he's, he's instilled this, this fire in South Americans' heart. That's, all, that's what's the main revelation that I got from, from South America, is there's this fire that South Americans hold. You can see the way they worship. You can see the way they pray. They just go all out. There was this one guy that would start praying, and he'd, he'd get encountered by the Holy Spirit, and he'd just start sprinting around the room. You just start, or they'd just be dancing, or they'd just be, you just, God is moving, and he's transforming lives. And South America especially Paraguay, has been a nation where you send missionaries to, but now God is, is now installing missionaries to be sent out of Paraguay. Because is, is, in my class, I had, two, I had one Argentinian um, girl and I had two Paraguayan girls as well. And when I was in Paraguay, we also found that a lot of, a lot of the teenagers and a lot of adults as well, hearts were now being turned on for missions. So no longer is it a, is a nation to be sending missions to, but God is also creating missionaries to be sent out of, of Paraguay, which is, which is a huge answer to prayer, and that's what we were really interceding before we went. That's great. So he's moving, for sure. Awesome. Any other? What's next? Well, um, I think I'm going to go back. YOM <laughs> um, has changed my life, so I think... I think God wants me to go through leadership track, which is go how to lead. Um, and then from then on, I guess I just to keep obeying his voice. But I think go back into that community because God, God's got more in store for me. Amen. Thank you, buddy.
so good. So great to hear such, uh, such encouraging stuff. God is on the move around the world. We're going to stand and sing uh, a song uh, that picks up this theme of hearing God's call and saying, yes, I will go. Uh, we've, uh, this is an updated version of a song that many of us will know uh, called Here I Am, Lord. Uh, but we've changed the, the, the lyrics, talk to God uh, in the verses, and then uh, make a response in the chorus. Uh, so let's, uh, let's stand and sing.
please take a seat. We just spend a moment in prayer for our world, for those that are serving the nations. Just uh, take a moment to pray for our broken and, and hurting world is very much in need of, of prayer at this time. Church, let's pray. As God of grace, we lift up to you our, our world in prayer. It seems as though there is indeed so much pain and suffering about. But we know that no problem is too big or too small for you. You are the sovereign God of the cosmos. So we pray that you might give us your wisdom and teach us how to pray for our world. Many are troubled by war, natural disaster continuing ongoing consequences of a global pandemic, Father. So in these troubled times, help us to turn to you as our source of strength and hope. We boldly pray that peace might abound in our world. Your peace, Father. Peace with you, the peace that the world cannot give. Indeed, we pray for all of those lands that are currently enduring conflict, war, instability. We pray for peace, the absence of war, but more than that, Father, peace with you. We pray that the citizens of those lands might be free from fear, that they might know stability once more. Help them to rebuild lives, help them to rebuild broken hearts, broken buildings, broken lives. Father God, we bring before you all who have fled persecution, those that have fled conflict and war, those who are searching for safety. May they find loving community, we pray. May they find healing and peace. We lift them to you now, Father God. We ask for your protection to be upon them. We lift up to you, gracious God, the sick, the injured, the suffering, those who are grieving a loss this morning. We lift up to you those who don't know where their next meal is coming from. We praise you, God of grace, for your church across the globe. In particular, we lift up before you those who have said yes to your call to go. We thank you for Youth with a Mission, for all your church's mission partners around the world who are faithfully serving in cross-cultural situations and indeed those that are serving right next door. May they each know your comforting, empowering presence this day. May they know that nothing is ever done in vain when it is done in your name, Father. Equip all of those faithful followers around the world who are sharing your love in word and in deed this week. All those who are proclaiming the gospel this day and all those who are supporting the vulnerable, children, families, the elderly, We pray that those who are equipping the people, granting them, gifting them, Father, with 
life's essentials, just food and, and housing, shelter, counselling, hygiene, medical assistance. Father, we pray that you might prosper their work and keep them safe as they go. We pray for this world. We pray for all of those in mission. We pray that you would work through your people to set people free from the chains of both spiritual and material poverty for your glory. May your kingdom come. May your will be done here on earth as it is in heaven. And all the people said, Amen. Amen. Let's stand and sing our closing song. It is a declaration. It is, I have decided to follow Jesus. So let's uh, stand and sing and make this declaration. Make it a promise to ourselves and indeed to the world. Jesus without turning back and may the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, the love of God and the fellowship of the Holy Spirit be with us all now and forevermore. Amen. Amen.